Ian, remind me of why we're on this lake again. Well, I've got Adam King from Think Like a Fish on today's podcast. His business is all about catching clients. But I've got him on to talk about his live video journey. Right. So I was looking at his website, thinklikeafish.co.uk, and he says when it comes to generating leads, sales and attracting the right type of client, marketing is like fishing. So I thought we'd do a spot of fishing on the lake. But Daddy, you're a vegetarian. You don't eat fish. Oh, yes. That is a good point. Well, we could be fishing for vegetables. I think it's time you got Adam on the show. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, Together, we can go live! Hello, welcome to episode 15 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Adam King, and we're going to be sharing his live video journey over this last 12 months. I'm really excited about having Ecamm Live as the sponsor of this podcast and this live show because Ecamm Live is what I use to broadcast this show. It's my top live video tool recommendation for Mac users. And that's because not only is it a standalone app, it allows you to make full use of your Mac and helps you level up your impact and authority using Confident Live Video, which is what this podcast is all about. Now, one of the reasons I love it is because it's so easy to use, yet it has so many powerful features. So for example, you can bring in multiple guests onto the show. So I'm bringing in Adam into this show, which is great. You can highlight comments on the screen from Facebook, YouTube, or whatever platform. You can save the videos in HD quality for later for repurposing. It integrates with Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Restream.io, and pretty much any platform out there. And of course, if you want to be really fancy, you can do it. It's got loads of powerful advanced features, including NDI, virtual webcams, and more. So if you want to find out more, if you want to get it, then all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash ecam live. That's iag.me forward slash e-c-a-m-m-l-i-v-e. I want to introduce to you Adam King. Adam is captain of Think Like a Fish, host of the Client Catching podcast, and a self-confessed marketing geek. Adam helps his clients to construct authentic marketing messages that catches their ideal client's attention and systemizes the delivery of that message at scale. Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, Ian, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. It's great to have you here because we've had a, a number of chats over the last year or so, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, it started back in November, didn't it? At the uh, the Upreneur Summit. So it's not really been 12 months, has it? I, I was lying in that introduction. I think that was probably the first place we met. Was that, am I right at the Upreneur Summit? Yeah, the, the first time was in November. And yeah, I'd been sort of changing a few things up, well, in my head and also a little bit before that. But really, things moved very much faster after um, after that event. So, um, yeah. So it's funny, the Youpreneur Summit has been a place where a lot of the guests on the show have, have met, you know. Uh, so one of the 
uh, one of the sponsors of the show, which I'm going to mention later, Content 10X, that's run by Amy Woods, who I know from, well, she lives down the road, but she also was at the Upreneur Summit as well. And we've had lots of people there. So yeah, this is Chris Ducker's big conference in London every year. Just uh, just do a Google of Upreneur Summit. It's definitely worth going to. And we met at, I think, was it at the Mastermind session on the third day, didn't we? That's right, yeah. And then um, by complete chance, we were on the same table at the uh, the mid-year, I think it was in May, wasn't it? That's right, yes. So this was another mastermind, and I was speaking at that, that event about live video, and there was a whole day of masterminding, and we were on the same table again. So, And it was really cool to see how you had grown, particularly when it comes to live video, but also your, your business, and, and just how the fact that you are actually getting your face out there you're getting out of your comfort zone. And I wanted to have you onto the show just to share that story because I, I find that I found that really inspirational. And also I want to encourage people who are watching or listening that they can do this too. Even if you are, as you said before we started recording, you're an introvert. And I found that interesting because I'm an introvert too. And I know a lot of introverts. And I think we use that sometimes as an excuse. Would you say that we use that as a, an excuse to, to not do things? Yeah, I mean, I think I use it as a, as a term now to describe it because I didn't really truly understand what it meant to be an introvert at the beginning. I thought I was just painfully shy or a little bit awkward in certain situations and, and wasn't, yeah, didn't like all eyes being on me. If you, if you look at my you know, social profiles, I, I do very little sort of, I don't put what I have for dinner or you know, put loads of selfies on or anything like that. That's that's not what my, what I do. It's it's kind of like, I've always been quite a private person. I, I, I value my quiet time and all that sort of stuff. So the idea of, you know, putting myself out there has always been a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit scary, especially I come from a, a background where I left the, the corporate world as, uh, as director level, but I'd always, I'd never been the face of a business. I'd never had to put my, my own self in, you know, at front and center. So it was always, always someone else. And I was quite happy being, uh, you know, the guy behind the curtains. And so that jump was very difficult. And at the beginning, I never, to be honest, I didn't take it. I didn't feel I needed to, I, you know, I worked with, you know, some some uh, you know private clients and and things were good and all the rest of it but then i just yeah it was around i think um august last year when um mrs king and i found out that we were having a, a second baby who arrived february just gone and yeah something in me just went right i gotta kind of get over this if i want to really take things forward and because you know kids model things and they see things and maybe there's some genetics there i don't know but i didn't want them on you know mirroring that kind of behavior and seeing that so i i yeah, I'd, I'd realized I had to just push through it and do something different. And that was the catalyst for it. That was around August. I'd put a few things in place. And then, as we say, when we met November, things just took off. I mean, until that day, by the way, I didn't even have a picture of myself on my website. Like I was that freaked out by sort of, you know, putting myself out there and all that kind of thing. It was, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous now I say it out loud, but that was it. That was that was where I was, you know, that, that, that internal thing. It was all in, all in my head. I know that. It's funny. I'll remember you talking about this. I think you may, when I met you in November, I think you did have one photo on your website, but it was, yeah. I could tell it was very reluctantly put on there. I think I put it on literally just before the event. <laughs> yeah. And I, th I love what you say about kind of getting over yourself because I've, I've had that experience too. I think my background as a training to be a musician and a singer kind of helped me get over that a little bit because even though I was quite shy and introvert and didn't really necessarily want to 
put myself out there. You kind of have to as a musician. And when it came to running my own business, it maybe helped me a little bit. But I, I have the same experience. I didn't mm. want to put myself out there. I didn't want to kind of put my face out there, my photo. I think that might be an introvert thing, but do you think it might also be a bit of a British thing as well? Um, yeah, possibly. Although I've seen plenty of Brits um, <laughs> that are, are more than happy than do it, um, you know, and are very good at it. And uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Ducker himself at the, well, you know, the event. I mean, he's a, he's a, maybe he's an anomaly. I don't know. But yeah, I think some of us have that almost showman-like nature in a way, and 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 it becomes a little bit easier in in terms of putting yourself out there. And I, I liken it to a little bit like um, you know the difference between introverts and extroverts. If you went back a few hundred years, I think introverts would have been farmers, whereas um, extroverts would have been more of the hunters because the hunters had to put themselves out there every day if they wanted to eat, whereas a farmer would sort of sit back, um, look at the bigger picture, plan how they were going to sort of sow the seeds and never have to do that, thinking the next day I have to eat, that sort of thing. And, and it's, you know, they're a lot more on their own sort of time and that sort of thing. So it's almost like today, you know, when you can get your food at the click of a button, you know, online and everything else, that sort of mentality maybe is it's more suited or that to the perceived way that you need to be on on social media now. Yeah, I think you're right. I, well, that's I think, how I think about it anyway. Maybe yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you're right. And I, what's what I find interesting is that if we only had extroverts doing live video, extroverts doing podcasts and getting on stage, we'd be missing out on the expertise and the personalities of all the introverts out there. I think we need the world needs extroverts. The world needs introverts. And Absolutely. so actually, although it might be more difficult for introverts to get started, I think once you get started, and I want to talk to you about your experience with this, once you get started and you put those, you implement certain things into the process, it does get easier. You may never be totally comfortable with it, but it does get easier. And I, I assume you feel that it has. Yeah, it has got easier. And it's like anything, the more you do it, the, the easier it becomes. I mean, I, I still had the uh, <laughs> the butterflies going on before, you know, you hit, you hit record and told me we were going live. And, and it's weird because before we came on, we were just having a chat and everything feels good. And then you said, right, we're going to go live in, you know, I'm going to set everything up and go live in a minute. And then suddenly something just went, whoops, inside. And, and yeah, it, it still does. Yeah, you, you, you do get a little bit more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the, the, a lot of the difference is the introvert, they live in their, you know, their internal world where the extrovert get the energy from the outside. And there's always that internal dialogue going on in, in my head. And yeah. I'm, you know, constantly sort of even having the conversation, I'm sort of thinking, right, am I coming across well? You know, do I sound right? Do, you know, <laughs> I, you know, the sound of my voice probably linked to a, a few years ago when I got rather brutally told that my, my voice sounds like David Beckham sucking helium. And I've never let that go. Um, <laughs> I'm not but, quite sure why. <laughs> you certainly do not sound like that. It sounds like David Beckham no, with helium, but anyway. told me and yeah, it lived with me and, and it stopped me probably doing things longer than I needed it to. But yeah. Isn't that it's, interesting? It's, yeah, we, we kind of tend to focus on those negative voices that, and we yeah. don't, I mean, I'm sure there'll be lots of people who have given you lots of encouragements and have you focused on those? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's um, interesting. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's all the sort of things that can get in your way and it's always yourself. Is, it yeah. is always yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go back to November. We were talking about video, we we're talking about live video, and you were at the point where you were almost reluctant to put even a photo on your website. And I think I did talk to you about video and live video on that table. But what was 
What was your thought about that, the idea of doing video or even live video? If somebody said that to you, which I know I did, what would be been your response? Well, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> the, the whole idea of standing in front of a camera and talking was just totally alien. Yeah, what will I say? How will I say it? What if I forget? You know, all that sort of stuff. I wasn't so worried about the tech side of it. I know a lot of people tend to be put off by that, but that's because I am I quite like the whole tech side of things and, and I can figure most things out. If I figure it, you know, YouTube's brilliant for that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, no, just just the simple idea of standing in front of a camera, talking, trying to sound half intelligent or whatever it is. You know, it, it was, I get worried about the way that I come across, as I say, and, and speak because I have, I, I have a tendency to trip over words and all those sorts of things. And I think, right, okay, well, you don't come across as, you know, the, in, in the right way. And my brain goes all over the place. I, I late diagnose ADHD adult for a while. And uh, that means that my brain goes all over the place and I get off point, which you can probably tell is what I'm doing right now. But that's so many of the things that come into my head when doing video and yeah, am I going to be boring? Am I going to be all those sorts of things? And, and ultimately it, all, it was all to do with me. And I think really the, the, the conversation that we had and whether you remember it or not, was more around, well, don't think about yourself. Think about the value you can offer to others. Mm. And it was such a simple statement and so ironic for me as well, because that's exactly what I tell clients <laughs> to do and to think about. And my entire approach is a value first marketing approach. It's leading with actually, here's a novel idea, helping people by actually helping them first, you know? And it, it was just, sometimes it just, like there's a connection or a switch or something like that. And just that little bit alone helped me think, right, okay, get over yourself and actually think about serving the person that is potentially watching on the other side. It's such an important point. And I think we all need reminding that. I need constant reminders of that, that it's not about me. And it's not that I'm a narcissist. I mean, it's all, you're a narcissist. It's not about that. It's no. just that we get fearful. We worry about what maybe people think. Uh, we worry about, it could be the technology, it could be something going wrong. And we forget about ultimately the people that we're wanting to help, which is our audience, our customers, our clients. And if we think about them, we put them first and we try and deliver value to them, then we forget about all those worries. Well, that's certainly one way of doing it. You focus totally on your audience and it's really sort of encouraging to hear that that was a big part of your starting with your, your journey, your, you know, starting onto this process. So that kind of um, made you think about less about yourself and you were thinking about the, were you starting to think about the possibility of doing video or podcasting at that stage? Well, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd had the idea of, of starting a podcast for, a, you know, for a long time. I've been sitting on it and yes, I'll get to it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I then started it at the beginning of this year. But really, I think there's something to be said about when you go to an event and you meet people and then there's a lot of times you can come back and then just get sucked into the the minutiae of the day and, and all the rest of it. But something in what happened at that event, I just felt, well, first of all, because I'd made a commitment, I actually walked away from the event and said, right, I'm going to do 30 videos in 30 days. That's quite and a commitment. <laughs> I don't know if I did it in the 30 days. But I have now gone on to do, I've probably got over 60 uh, in various places, forms, whatever. They're not all camera. They're not all live. Some of them are you know, trainings and webinars and all that kind of thing or, or within you know, parts of what I do now. But I mean, that's a difference right there in itself, you know, from, from zero to zero to 60 in, from November to now, whatever that is. There's probably a movie you could 
make about it or don't. <laughs> I bet. Well, what so what actually made you come to the conclusion that that's what you need to do? And I'm also interested in about the first video that you did. I mean, this is this isn't live video, is it? Is this pre-recorded no, video? No, the, the first ones weren't live. I mean, that would have been for me probably a bit too much all in one go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said the, the first one I did was literally just on my phone, and it was like a behind the scenes sort of thing. You know, you see people walking around and blah, blah, blah. And all it was, was saying, I've committed to do a 30 days, uh, 30 videos in 30 days. This is number one, blah, 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 blah. And I walked from uh, my house into the office <laughs> and said, this is where I work. This is, this is what it is and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that was it. That was the first one. And then, you know, a few others, I, I asked for people to, you know, uh, to to give me their questions from the uh, the event itself. In, in they got a Facebook group and I said, is there anyone that's got um, questions that I could do a video on and help you out and all that kind of thing. And so that helped it becoming not about me. It became answering the questions that people had. That's how I got started. And it was, um, yeah, there were days where, and, and now when I look back and then there's other things that I've done and I look back on them and I absolutely hate them. I absolutely <laughs> hate them. But they're done. They're out there. I, I'm not going to take them down because that actually then doesn't then show the progress and the journey and all the rest of it mm. to the point where now I can go live and I've recorded podcast episodes, which is it's an audio podcast, but I've recorded part of it live on Facebook to kind of push myself out the comfort zone. And I think that's what it's all about, really, because you don't start your own thing without being prepared to push yourself out of a comfort zone. I think sometimes you get into that comfort zone, even when you've done that originally, and then you can get a little bit comfortable where you are. And then you forget sometimes that in order to progress, you still have to push. You still have to get out no matter what that, it might not be video for some people, it might be something completely different, but you have to constantly do that because one of the guests on my, uh, on my podcast was saying they've learned far so much more about themselves through starting a business than anything else and they've grown personally through running a business because of the nature of what you continue you almost have to continually reinvent yourself every time you reach another level and another level mm. or you end up coming backwards and, and I thought that was a very yeah it, it was an insight that I certainly had felt and there's been times where I feel I've gone backwards and there's been times where I feel I've gone forwards and then I need to go backwards and all that kind of stuff and it's all, you know, you never arrive. I think that's the no, thing. That's you the thing. never arrive. I think if you, if you, if you have arrived, it's probably time to give up and go on to something new, I think. So yeah. I, a wise person once said, if you're not living life on the edge, you're taking up too much room. And I love that because I kind of have this tendency to want to sit in the comfy chair and as kind of a Monty Python kind of thing, you know, the, the, I think the, the comfy chair can be an instrument of torture. It can actually slowly torture you. And what we need to be doing is, is actually pushing ourselves forward. And I love the way that you, you set this challenge for yourself. And I think these video challenges or live video challenges, or you could do it in any kind of creating content. It could be a blog mm. challenge. But particularly with video, because video is scary, or certainly to people to begin with, setting yourself a challenge to, to do a creative video every single day for a certain number of days is such a good way of getting started and not mm -hmm. to make it overly complicated. So I love the fact that you're one of your first ones, I think you said, was just you walking to the office or, you know, just walking around and talking. And 
they may not have won a big award, but you were doing it. You were creating this. And and I also love what you say about the fact that your journey is not just going upwards. So the first videos that we all create, I think, are are awful. I always like to give the example of Gary Vaynerchuk's first ever video. If you just Google, go go into YouTube and search Gary Vaynerchuk's first video and you'll find it. And it really isn't that great. It's it's pretty, pretty Mm. poor. But you could argue he's doing pretty well for himself these days. And he, but he's kept on producing that, those videos. So the first that you produce are going to be not that great. They will get better and better and better. But sometimes the, you'll have little blips that you'll go down in quality. You'll have a crisis of confidence or the tech won't work. And you go down, then it go up and then down. I mean, that's kind of like life, isn't it? Yeah. Well, here's a funny thing as well with the first videos. Hardly anyone watched them. Mm. <laughs> And I was so worried about, oh, what are, what are people going to think and all the rest of it, whereas I just sort of did them, put them out. And because I hadn't sort of, I didn't have that momentum behind me with it anyway, for some reason, I think you think, oh, well, you put it on and, and you know, loads of people are going to watch it. That's not going to happen. So there's, there, there, I actually realized there is less risk at the beginning while you're improving, while you're getting better, and then more people can see and all the rest of it as you progress. And that was kind of a little bit humbling and also kind of refreshing for, for me to realize that actually there aren't as many and people, you know, they will go back and they will see them and all the rest of it. But I don't know, it's almost like, well, that's part of my journey. It's seeing, you know, the development and, and you know, how things, how things change as, uh, as I grow, if, especially if you're, if you're working in a, in a, in a, in a place or a, an industry or profession where you're the one trying to help others grow in some way, whether it's improve fitness, life, mindset, business, whatever it is. I think to be able to actually display your own dedication to improvement and growth as well in maybe areas where you're not the expert, I think that is actually quite reassuring as well. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Well, it's time to bring in my second sponsor. I haven't forgotten about them, which is great. And this is my good friends at Content 10X. And Content 10X, they are experts in content repurposing. One of the things I love about live video is the way that you can create this video content that you can then make it into lots of other pieces of content out there. So live video is really quick and easy. Once you set up the tech, once you know what you're going to talk about, and then you can then send it over to Content 10X, which will explode it across the internet for you. They will repurpose it into lots of different types of content, whether that's blog posts, podcasts, social media posts, that kind of thing, saving you time and building your business. Also, do check out their blog and their podcast. Just go to content10x.com. They've got a weekly podcast, which is awesome, and really good blog that will give you loads of tips on how to do anything to do with repurposing. It's really, really cool. So check out content10x.com. And I thank you so much, Amy and the team, for sponsoring this podcast. So you moved from video to doing podcasts and then where did live video come into all of this? When did you first do your first live video? I think my first live video was, uh, I think maybe back in March or April, maybe. And I just did a bit of a training on, uh, on my page, went live, did it, 
I maybe did another one. And then, yeah, I, I then um, did a, a podcast episode live called The Introduction because I then interviewed a few people that came on afterwards. But I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do something different here. I'm going to I'm going to do it live. And yeah, I haven't figured out the tech yet in terms of bringing guests on and doing it live more through time and, and uh, resource or, or whatever to, to actually figure that out. And we had a conversation just before about maybe figuring that out and, uh, you know, working out and it's not actually that complicated. So maybe that's my own, again, maybe I'm putting that in front of me and sort of using it as a reason not to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, um, I mean, that's quite a common thing to, yeah. to use the tech as the excuse. And yeah. I, I've, I've done that before. I was like nervous about going live. So I came up with an excuse that my camera wasn't good enough. My background wasn't good enough. So I didn't go live for a whole month because of that, which yeah. is stupid. But it's, yeah. it's, 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 again, it's coming back to that thing of putting your audience first. So, mm. and the tech, it really isn't that difficult, is it? No, it's not. I mean, if you've got a, you know, I think we were talking, I was a bit worried, well, is my, um, is my camera good enough and all that? Cause it's just the one from the, uh, from the Mac, but you were like, no, 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 it's fine. You know, it, it, you don't have to have the greatest equipment. It's more important to get started, get on, just do it. And, you know, don't use the tech as the, uh, as the excuse not to, not to do something. I still have these. You can probably tell like there, they are excuses going on in my head all the time, not to do something, whatever. And, and I think we're going to, we're going to have an episode on my podcast and if we can make it live and, and do it that way, maybe we'll do that. Um, you know, if we can set it up in time <laughs> because it would be, rem you know, remiss of me not to have the master of live on and, and sort of, you know, not, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not eat, uh, not eat your dog food rather than maybe my own. <laughs> I love that. So, I, yeah, I think, uh, do you see the advantage in going live as opposed to, so for example, when, when we do your podcast, what do you feel is the advantage in doing that live? Yeah, okay, it's a cool thing and yeah. to do, but do you feel there's any big advantages in doing that? Well, the first advantage is is the speed. You know, with, with a podcast, I mean, I've got it quite processed and you, know, you can record it, you have it sent off, edited and all the rest of it, and it can be done fairly quickly, but there's still that lag. There's that lag time of um, putting it out there. And especially if there's a number of uh, guests booked and it's sort of back and it could be weeks until that content is out there. Whereas uh, at least on the, on the podcast and iTunes and all that sort of thing, whereas the live it's there, it's instant. And actually I think maybe there's a, there's a, there's that opportunity or, or you can see it raw. I mean, the podcast episodes that we do, they're not heavily edited. They're literally chopped in the middle and, you know, top and tailed, but you can't, change an awful lot on a live if it's live you know you're not gonna you're not gonna go in and sort of separate the video and all that kind of thing and and you know do that so i think there's a couple of things yes yeah, speed also it's a different platform mm. um so you've got obviously the audio version but then it just it's that a little bit like what you were talking about with your um with your sponsor and, and you know how they repurpose different content and actually that's something that i've been able to do with some of the video i've done i've taken a video or a, or a masterclass that I've run and I've chopped it into parts and I put that on an audio on the audio side of the podcast mm. and just added some intros and outros yeah. because I did a new version of it and I sort of didn't want to lose that content you know for, because that wasn't going that wasn't the the version of the uh, of the training that I was then running but I, it was it was good stuff it was just a slightly different way of presenting it so I put it on the audio side of it the podcast and that is now there evergreen and as people learn about the podcast read and go back they'll be able to hear that side of things and yeah, I, I just think there's so many opportunities to be in different places with something like live as well. I love that. Yeah. And I think it is that it's this kind of way of not trying to be perfect. You know, you cannot mm. be perfect with live video. So 
you just kind of get on with it, don't you? Whereas I think with pre-recorded content, whether it's video, particularly with video, there's this, I don't know whether you feel this, but when I do pre-recorded video, I, I'm in danger of editing it to death or re-recording it loads and loads of times until I get it to some Absolutely. kind of form of perfect. Whereas with live video, like for example, this, this show, I press the go live button and this is it. Yes, okay, I might edit it a little bit for the podcast afterwards, but not to the same degree as I would do if I if it was all pre-recorded. So mm. I, I love that part of it. That uh, it just mm. if you are a perfectionist, and many of us are, then it yeah. kind of like stops you from being that, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and I've certainly been guilty of that. And especially in that sort of 30 days thing, after I got past the first bits and pieces, I ended up thinking, right, okay, then I need to figure out how to, you know, maybe I need to script this and all the rest of it and blah, blah, blah. Whereas now I've actually realized the easiest thing to do is just figure out what you want to say from a from a general perspective. What are the main points you want to get across? And then either, you know, if you've got a, a whiteboard or something in front of you or, or somewhere where you can just literally put that up and you just have it in front of you and just have that almost as cue points and that allows you to then, you know, read um, or or get the cue to, or for me anyway, who tends to go off in all sorts of different places. Yeah. If you've got that visual, all oh, right, get back on track, ADHD boy, come back. Um, you know, you've got, the, you know, the cues that you can actually look at. I don't have any of them in front of me yeah. right now, hence the reason. <laughs> but yeah, I think that helps certainly because I've realized most people who are going to go live and talk about what they do and what they know, they know they're inside out, right? And it's just a matter of, again, getting over yourself and actually talking to it. Because you talk to people all the time every day. But for some reason, and I am you know, still do it, you put a camera in front of them and, and they be, they tense up and they become this. <laughs> it's it's like you're not the same person for some reason. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'll I, I use an example. My When I got married, just before I got married, um, as part of the, the photos that we had for wedding, we had this um, engagement shoot. And... I'm just as bad as having my photo taken as being on live. And we had a photo shoot down on the South Bank. And it's possibly the one of the worst mornings of my life because we were being photographed in all these places. And there was one point we were down the South Bank and these builders were there just like laughing at us and all the rest of it. And every single one of those photos, I look like I am literally, <laughs> there is no smile. It's not natural. None of it. It was just so awkward. But actually then when it came to the wedding itself, maybe it helped because they didn't look quite as bad, but <laughs> you know, my wife looked lovely. Um, it's just a shame. Yeah, maybe it should have been one of the friends and they uh, substitute the groom with uh, somebody else. <laughs> I don't, I don't say know. that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that's a really good example, isn't it? Because on your wedding day, you know, it's, and it should be an enjoyable day. So there was, and you were more, you were being more real because you were, you were forgetting about the camera almost mm. being there, I think. Mm. The, the problem is, I think, that the camera is quite an artificial thing. It's, it's, it's a very strange yeah. thing. If you think about what we're doing now, we are talking to each other, yeah. but not really, in a sense, because, you know, it's not yeah. as real as it would be if we were in the same room. We're effectively in our offices. You're in your garden office. I'm upstairs at home in my office, and I'm talking to this black object with glass in it, which is called a camera. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm not even looking at your face at the moment because my my screen is actually lower down to my camera. So it's a very strange thing, and I, I I think it takes time and practice to get more comfortable with that. I think it takes practice because as human beings, we're wired to communicate and to connect with other human beings face to face, aren't we? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and if you go to live events, doing things like live video with somebody next to you, for example, would be a great idea. You know, so either someone you've met or someone you know, and you just want to have a quick chat and do it. All that. That's the sort of thing that if if you need a way of, of maybe doing it, and I haven't done this, but now it's come into my head, it's, it, it's definitely something I, I, I can do. Because that then takes the pressure off. You can flip it around and have a conversation with the person next to you. And that's a live thing. That's that's something that you could do. And maybe that's a, a, a softer way in. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think, there's I so, think yeah, there's so many things you can do with it. I think so. So we've talked a lot about your journey, that you are a lot more confident now that you were doing it and continuing to do it, which is great. But ultimately, how has this changed not just you, but your business? You know, how is this helping? How is live video and how is video helping your business now? Well, I think, you know, video in general, it means that there are people now that, so I've, I, some of the videos that I've shot, they all go into my, you know, funnel, as it were, quote unquote. But I have ways now of when somebody schedules a, an appointment to have a conversation, there are videos where I'm talking to them. As you say, it's not that I am actually talking to them, it's a recorded video and all the rest of it, but it, it just opens up and, and kind of humanizes you rather than it just all being, you know, a scheduling email that says, right, this this date, this time, we'll have a conversation. It actually allows me to have that first introduction to someone, help them prepare for a call, help them understand what's happening, make sure that they're comfortable with it. I send other videos around, you know, explaining a little bit more about, you know, what we do, how we help people, the value in it, we, you know, and, and it, it handles objections before, you know, and, and warms people up so that really when I have a conversation with someone, it's to connect with the person, actually understand if I can help them, if they're in the right place and you know, have a discussion about where they want to go. And it just takes away so much of that previous manual difficulty of then having to explain every single time what you do, blah, 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 that sort of thing. And, and it cuts all that out. So by the time someone's having a conversation, they're very educated and you've done that through video, you've mm -hmm. done that through putting it into a, a you know a system or whatever it is. And it's not hard to do. If you can do an autoresponder that sort of, you know, one, two, three, four, or however many, and you shoot a video that says, you know, thanks very much for scheduling a call. Um, looking forward to it, just to let you know this is what happens. If for any reason you're going to be late, blah, 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 it, it means people turn up. There's less people that don't turn up. And they are actually, the number of people, they say, wow, I'm impressed just simply by how you've prepared me for this call because I know exactly what you do. And, you know, there's no questioning around uh, things like, can I afford it? Can I do this? Because I'm very upfront and, and I say exactly what is, uh, you know, what, what happens. And selling for me was also tough, which is the introvert again, maybe, I don't know. I thought I had to be someone else, whereas now I actually get to show up as someone that is just there to be genuinely, because that's the thing, when I am actually one-on-one, -on -one, I'm very curious about people. I love finding out their story, what what makes them tick, where they want to go, and you just get to actually have a conversation with a human being without that sort of block of, right, is this guy going to try and sell me something? And it's it's totally different. The conversation is, is just totally different. And if there's, if there's ever a way to use video, that would be where I would start. I think the fact of the matter is that so few few people are doing that. You know, I I, I don't see people using video because they're whatever it is, they're scared of doing it. But mm. if you do that, if you send video to people, if you're doing live video, you will stand out and it will show your personality. You know, when yeah. I met you back at Upana Summit in November, so this is 2018, just in case uh, you're yeah. listening in the future, you struck me as just a really, really nice guy who knew what he was talking about. You were an expert in your field. Now, if I went to your website, kind of like the couple of days beforehand, I wouldn't have had a clue. 
because I just didn't yeah. know you. And yeah. so what with video and particularly live video, it, it it demonstrates who you are, that you are a relatable guy, you are a nice guy, you are a good guy to work with. And again, you are delivering your expertise, you're communicating with your audience. And so I think that's one of the most powerful things of video, but also the fact that so few people are doing it. And so you are actually demonstrating that you are doing that on a regular basis, which is really mm -hmm. cool. Well, we're, we, we could talk for ages. I actually have a few know, more questions I uh, that I want to ask you. Maybe just very briefly, what is next for you? And what do you still struggle with? I think really what's next is just continuing to improve just from the personal point of view, keeping it sort of around the video and doing, I don't do as many lives as I know I should. And I've, as I say, I've probably gotten to the point where I'm making excuses about that. Um, putting maybe the podcast episodes as live recorded to then add the audio. That is, that makes sense to me. Maybe I was a bit, you know, I'm, I'm 20 odd episodes into the podcast and you know, it's, 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 I'm becoming much more confident with it. And and even as the host, I mean, there, there is still that, you know, the, the, the talk that goes, I, I interviewed um, someone who I classed as a marketing hero the other day, Dolph Gordon. And, you know, he's someone that, that genuinely inspired me. And, and I was incredibly nervous at the beginning. And I still get that because I, I sort of, that, that imposter syndrome kicks in and there's all that sort of stuff that goes in. But it, it's kind of like just pushing through it and going, actually, do you know what? just just keep going and you'll have days like that you'll have days like that when you go oh, live yeah. and you won't feel i mean whether because you've been away and it's like oh right I've, now i've got to come on and you know get into it and and switch my mind from holiday into you know live podcasts and <laughs> which that's is not exactly, an easy thing which is exactly what's happened today <laughs> yes exactly so um yeah it's not easy i think that's the thing it can look easy when other people do it but even they don't have it all together. I think that that's the thing. Our highlight reels are on social media most of the time. It's edited. It's not, it's not always real. And it's just understand we're just human beings at the end of the day. We're all fallible. We've all got problems. We've all got issues. We've all got, you know, kids that keep us up at night or, you know, <laughs> husbands, wives that don't appreciate what we do or don't get it or whatever. You know, it's all that sort of stuff. And yeah. It's very true. We could, we could talk about this for a long time further. I'm sure we could, but we are at the end and I would love people to find out more about you. So how, how can people find out about you? You're, you've got a website. I'm sure you're, you're on social media and you've got a podcast. Let, let people know a bit more about yeah. you. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks very much for not just having me on, but for, yeah, for everything that, you know, just, just the conversations, the advice, the encouragement, it's been transformational. I don't think I'd have got as far without having met you and, and gone, you know, gone on this journey. And sometimes you never know, you know, what is it they say when the student is ready, the, uh, the teacher appears. And sometimes it just requires a, a gentle nudge in the right direction. And that's what I got for you. So first of all, just want to say thank you very much. Um, second is, yeah, if you want to have a look at some of the stuff we do, I've got a, a page set up for your listeners, which is thinklikeafish.co.uk slash Ian live or one word that's pretty much got everything on uh, you can uh, you can find the podcast which is the client catching podcast if you want to look at um, iTunes where depending on when you watch this Ian's interview may be on there or not but yeah I've also got a, a guide that I've um, I've recently sort of been inspired to write through my own journey my own struggles it's called a, a quietly powerful guide for professional introverts and curious extroverts how to stand out and attract clients in a world of extroverts and selfies 
and it's all really about so there's a there's a guide written but there's also a video where I again a video where I walk you through the guide so that's another example of how I'm using it but it's it's really just about you know my journey and how I've used some of this stuff to actually come out of my shell so yeah I try having a bit of fun with it you either like my sense of humor or you don't um <laughs> Well, th- yeah, well, thank you so much for that. All of those will be in the show notes for this podcast episode. So if you just go to iag.me forward slash podcasts, you will find out all about these resources that Adam's given us. So thank you so much, Adam. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. I've been wanting to have you on for ages and I've found your journey inspirational. The fact that despite you being an introvert and despite you really the idea of video making you want to run a mile, you've done it, you've committed to it and you're continuing to do it, which is awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to go and have a lie down after this. Yeah, so, I uh, think I, yeah. I will too as well. So uh, that's okay. That's, that's fine. It's perfectly okay to do that. But until next time, thank you so much for watching and for listening. And I hope that you can level up your impact, authority, and profits using Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Daddy, why are you sleeping? Shouldn't you be editing your podcast? Oh, sorry. I just needed to have a lie down after doing that live show. And this bed is just so comfy. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you.